you get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com And now, Lindell TV brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Stone has served as a senior campaign aide to three Republican presidents. He is a New York Times bestselling author and a longtime friend and advisor of President Donald Roger Trump. Stone. As an outspoken libertarian, Stone has appeared on thousands of broadcasts, spoken at countless venues, and lectured before the prestigious Oxford Political Union and the Cambridge Union Society. Due to his four-plus decades in the political and cultural arena, Stone has become a pop culture icon. And now, here's your host, Roger Stone. Welcome, I'm Roger Stone, and yes, you are back in the Stone Zone. Tomorrow is the 60th anniversary of the assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy, uh, our 35th president. Uh, and uh, today, this morning actually, uh, I did a great show with Patrick Bet David uh, of Valuetainment, value, uh, which I think you want to check out. So a look either on my Twitter feed or theirs, uh, formerly uh, now known as X, formerly known as Twitter, and check out that great show. Uh, Americans who follow politics are, of course, obsessed with polls. But it's important to understand that a poll is but a snapshot in time. A poll uh, competently uh, conducted uh, and methodologically sound uh, tells people what the voters think in an episecond of time. Uh, I've said on this program uh, that not all polls are equal, uh, and anyone seeking to assess the validity of the results of a poll needs to study uh, the, uh, the accuracy uh, and the methodology of that poll, being specifically 
uh, has the sample size uh, uh, and uh, dimensions been properly drawn? Uh, have the questions uh, been asked in a dispassionate and unbiased way? What is the order of the questions? Uh, all of these things uh, are keys to having an accurate uh, sample that will reflect the larger electorate. What I did not say on this show, although some are claiming otherwise, is that all polls are rigged for a desired result. It's not what I said at all. When one is examining polls, one wants to look uh, not just at one standalone survey, uh, but a number of surveys taken within the same time frame, uh, and uh, all of them using valid methodology uh, to determine the direction of American politics. One of the people that I respect most in the world of polling, Rich Barris, the People's Pundit, joins us now to talk about not only his most recent findings, but also talk about some of the other major polls and developments in American politics. And Rich Barris joins us on the Stone Zone now. Welcome to the Stone Zone. Thanks for having me, Roger. It's great to be here. I'm really delighted to have you here. Uh, Rich, um, I'm a little surprised in that uh, uh, before we get to your big news, uh, yeah. the New York Times uh, Siena College poll, uh, the methodology of which I think is fairly sound, over two weeks ago now, showed Donald Trump leading uh, in five of the six swing states. Uh, the Bloomberg uh, Morning Consult poll, another poll where I respect the methodology, showed Donald Trump leading, I think, in five of the six swing states. Yet when NBC conducted a poll, um, they feigned surprise as if their result showing Joe Biden uh, trailing Donald Trump was some big revelation. Let's take a look at this video. This brand new NBC poll shows Donald Trump beating Joe Biden in a hypothetical head-to-head matchup. Listen to how it was covered yesterday. Watch. This is significant because this is the first time in the history of our poll that former President Trump beats President Biden still within the margin of error, but still significant. Yeah, in 2019, 2020, when Trump was president, he trailed all of them. This year, he's trailed all of them in our poll. First time in more than a dozen polls, we've seen a result like this. And get this, the erosion of support comes as young voters break from President Biden, favoring Trump by four points. So before we talk about your Rust Belt poll, which I think is going to prove to be historically truly significant. What do you think of this new NBC poll? Is this not just showing the same trend reflected by others? And in a, about a, a 30, 40 seconds before, she's sitting there listening to Steve Kornacki shaking her head, Roger, like, you know, and, and making these audible noises as Steve, because Steve, he does good analysis, you know, despite the network he's on. He does fairly objective analysis. I think he's a bright guy. And he's trying to explain it to the viewers, and she's shaking her head and making these noises. If they didn't find uh, Trump with either a slight lead nationally or tied, they would have been an outlier. The only other one that doesn't right now, and I like the IBD tip poll, but there was some really screwy numbers in that one, uh, which is one of the only ones that has Biden ahead. Everything else is red on the RCP board, folks. Uh, everything else is Trump plus something. So they would have been the outlier 
had that not happen. And, you know, I just have to say, somebody owes Gary uh, Langer at Langer Research. He conducts a poll for ABC, an apology. He showed this shift as well with younger voters. And I, I, if we, everyone remembers when that came out, it was uh, Trump up by 10, which I think is a little bit much, but it um, doesn't matter. He was still showing a trend. He was widely attacked. And so he was at the front of this. And now, I mean, Roger, if if we didn't know by this point, it shouldn't be shocking to anybody, really, is the short story, you know, the short reply here. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I noticed in the studying the crosstabs of both the New York Times Siena College poll, as well as yeah. the Bloomberg Morning Consult poll, they both confirmed gains by Donald Trump among younger voters, among African-American voters, uh, among Hispanic voters. Uh, and I think actually those gains really explain why he is now leading uh, Joe Biden, because he's made significant gains in what are normally uh, habitually dependable Democrat Party constituencies. Uh, let's move to the big news here. Tell us about your yeah. uh, Rust Belt poll. So the Rust Belt poll, for those who have never heard of it, haven't seen it before, is a poll of what we call the big six. Uh, you know, once upon a time, uh, Iowa and Ohio were a lot more competitive. So it's Iowa, Ohio, Michigan, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And it's a very large sample, at least a thousand responses per state. And truth be told, some of those states are bigger than others. So some of them are well, uh, well over that. And so far, we've released Pennsylvania and Michigan. Ohio's going to come out, at, and I don't mind talking to you about this, but overall, uh, it's in line with what we're seeing with national swings. And I think I was even a little bit surprised at some of these results. But when you look at what Steve and what you were just saying, it is coming from traditional Democratic constituencies, which explains a lot, because a lot of this movement is coming from I don't want to say deep blue areas, but these are blue urban areas where because uh, President Trump is making gains with young voters and non-white voters, he's slicing five points here, six points, seven points there. Allegheny County, for instance, in Pennsylvania, um, he always did well for a Republican, 39, 40 percent. But I mean, he it's showing it's projecting he would get into the 40s. I mean, that's that's lights out in the state of Pennsylvania. If you get 44 percent in Allegheny County, as a Republican, you're in really good shape. And I like what we did with this one is put out a map showing all the individual responses and people can go and hover over those responses, click on them, and you can see every detail about that person that we interviewed, vote history, demographics, the answer to the uh, to each question in the survey. Uh, we were really, the idea is transparency here because I think something's happening and I think the more information people have, the better. And just to reiterate something you said, polls have gotten a lot of interest in the last few years. And I think media and a lot of pollsters haven't done a good job explaining to people what polls are. And I'm not defending the polling industry. I've been one of their biggest critics. But if people understood, you know, what to expect out of polls, maybe they wouldn't be so disappointed all the time. Uh, I think this is a very key point. Uh, give us yeah. some understanding of the background of the big data poll and your own uh, background and experience in this area because in all honesty and i read all this stuff you are among the people i respect whose opinion i expect the respect the most uh, but i want people to understand why tell us how you got into this and uh, what your own history is 
Yeah, I, I think I, I think why I started this really as a critic, Roger, was because of the challenges the polling industry was having. And just, you know, short story where I went to school, it's filled with a bunch of nerds. We like to put together election models. And that was at the time, uh, you know, where Murray and Edison blew George Bush's reelection. Right. Just after that, people were studying that uh, the exit polls for people who aren't as old as me. Uh, Kerry was claiming there's just no statistical way he would lose. And Democrats actually objected to some of the uh, some of the um, I, on the floor of the Senate that were raising objections to George W. Bush in the Electoral College because of this. I mean, and that's worth noting, considering what we're going through right now. Um, but, yeah, I really think that the industry is dominated by the left and it was a bit of a, a, a bubble and people weren't being honest about what some of those challenges were. There's methodology problems. And then there are, you know, I don't want to call them ethical problems. I just don't know what else to call them. But when you all think alike and you're trying to figure out the thinking of other people and why you keep screwing up on predicting their behavior, it's very hard when you're in this, um, you know, this group think to try to look, you know, look at it from the outside and throw fresh ideas in it. So when I came on the scene, I came on with a splash and I said, look, you, we're doing this all wrong. Randomization, uh, you know, on its own, which is still obviously has its place. Uh, it, you, it, 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 when everyone had a, a landline, then pure randomization, random digital dial works. I mean, that's, uh, that's statistical principles behind it. But when everyone isn't responding to different modes of collection at different rates, we have to retool and we have to figure out what's going on. Bigger sample sizes. People have to stop being so chintzy with their pocketbook. I know media doesn't want to open up their pocketbook, but 500 responses in this day and age is not enough anymore for a national poll. So, uh, you know, I didn't, wasn't really warmly welcomed, but from 2014 on, uh, we, we released our election model, which really I authored. And we outperformed the 538s and others. By 2016, I wanted to basically show everybody that the wild swings that you saw in polls in 2012 weren't real. Mitt Romney was never ahead of Barack Obama. All that happened is he had a good debate performance. And because he did, more Republicans were willing to pick up the phone. More Republican-leaning independents were willing to talk to pollsters. By two months later, he was back underwater. And the truth is, that's called response bias. And pollsters were not conveying that to people. So, you know, I never honestly thought I would uh, end up a public pollster. But because of that, I, I really, I love it. I do. I believe in what George Gallup um, you know, why he did this, you know, in a self-governing society, people have got to know with accuracy what the public thinks. Lawmakers need to know accurately, you know, w what their constituents think, what they want. And so it's really the only way to serve them. And we lost sight of that along the way, Roger. We really started, you know, polling. Um, it has its problems. There's, I think, a lot of some other stuff that was sinister, you know, going on. I just, I really do think that it was a matter of coming into the era of information that was the biggest problem that and you know again groupthink groupthink is terrible you know it'll sink us it'll it'll sink you if you if you don't try to protect yourself and guard yourself from your own biases um so yeah i never came on the scene very popular and just over time in 2016 when i did that uh, we did outperform uh, the others and what we did this basically pioneering online collection and explaining to people that you know look We'll show you how few and far between wild swings are when you're re-interviewing a certain group of people and you have a very large sample size. And truth be told, we were one of the few polls 
very much like the LA Times poll back then, only we were less bullish on President Trump uh, in the popular vote, but very small swings on a daily basis. And then it just exploded from there. Yeah, I think people need to understand, generally speaking, the larger the sample in any poll, yeah, uh, yes. the, the chances of accuracy, uh, the lower the plus or minus factor will be in terms of accuracy. So a poll of a thousand voters will always be more accurate uh, of, a, of a poll of 500 voters. Uh, and you're absolutely right. I've seen this both in the media in terms of and candidates uh, where they try to lower their costs by cutting the sample size. They don't realize they're sacrificing accuracy. Uh, That's and right. They sacrifice the ability to look at subset of voters, uh, uh, black voters, white voters, Catholic voters, and so on, because the, if the, with a, a small sample, then the subsamples within that are too small to be statistically meaningful. Uh, and then uh, I guess people should understand when I began in this business 45 years ago, all polls were conducted face to face uh, at the That's doorstep. Right. Uh, that's how the Gallup poll, that's how the Harris poll, those were the two most famous uh, polls uh, in the country, also the Crosley poll, uh, they were conducted door to door. Uh, and of course, you had to find a voter who would be willing to answer questions. Then we shifted to the telephone based poll, uh, but everybody had a landline. There were no cell phones. Uh, now you have to take in consideration those largely older voters still using landlines, uh, yeah, those voters, uh, 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 using cell phones. And of course, you have pioneered the use of the internet. So how do you go about getting the right mix uh, of voters for your sample? Yeah, online has come a long way. The technology has come a long way. So we can screen people. We do largely um, define quotas if it's and very by the way very rarely are we only online collection we do we do a lot of mixed mode uh, that especially during presidential elections that is what we found has worked for us midterm elections as it turns out that last midterm uh, texting was our most accurate mode actually and online uh, it, it drew us voters we could not reach that way by any phone method but uh, unfortunately, it also drew us to voters that don't vote in midterms. So if you're not careful, you could predict a larger turnout that that doesn't show up and that's going to hurt you. And when people have to understand, too, a pollster's making a lot of assumptions about who is actually going to vote. Uh, but yeah, with online technology has come a very long way. It used to be very kind of primitive where we would on uh, on our own looking through demographics and the voter file. And when, when we were inviting people to take these surveys, we did that, uh, you know, setting quotas for gender, setting quotas for age. Uh, people get a little bit strict. Uh, very interesting survey. Got a lot of attention from Stack Data. I believe it's called Stack Data Strategy, the one that did a very large national survey and uh, used basically multi-level regression analysis to predict how each county would vote. It was a really cool study. Um, but with them, they use stricter quotas such on education. We have found that we, we don't want to do that because we may screen some people out. Maybe they did something a little bit different. Everyone has a little bit you know, different with their methodology, but we have pre-screeners when we do reach them, you know, we ask them first, you know, very basic stuff, gender, what's your zip code? We may not need your region anymore. We may be filled on that because otherwise you'll get what I used to call years ago, repeats. And it's a little bit misleading, but people have to understand, uh, you know, these educated liberal women in suburbs, for instance, 
they especially between a certain age they love to take surveys roger love it so if you don't make if you're if you don't take precautions you're just going to end up having you can even have a very large sample size but it doesn't matter and it still won't be representative because you're 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 just collecting what we call repeats you have to make sure that it is obviously representative the phone still very simple even if you're doing sms or peer-to-peer -peer texting it's still random but we still adhere to principles of randomization we pull it randomly from the voter file we dial out randomly or not even dial out anymore it's a it's a texting, a, you know, agent to the voter, which is still a live interaction and a live interview. Um, so we 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 have long found, I've long argued that you may get certain people online who are willing to take that survey at a much higher rate than if you called them on the phone or if you texted them. So, you know, it's part of, I guess, everyone's got their secret sauce. But uh, at this point, we feel pretty confident. We know who is going to answer this mode at a sufficient rate to, you know, Florida, I started in Florida. So it was an, a nice place to get started because I started to learn that early. You just can't, you know, count that you got 17% of your sample is Hispanic. Well, how much of that 17% is Cuban? How much is Puerto Rican? How much is Venezuelan? How much is Mexican, right? That matters in Florida. So I guess I got to feel for it like that as well. That's part of it. Well, look, I'm a veteran of 13 national Republican presidential campaigns, and I've just yep. learned something I didn't know. I take your word for it that the that the texting polls uh, turned out to be most accurate for you. I find this Point. absolutely fascinating. For a midterm, so for a midterm, commercial break, yeah. And we're going to talk about it on the other side. Now, if you're just tuning in, folks, we're with Rich Barris, the People's Pundit, and we're talking about his big data poll. And when we come back, more about his Rust poll, big Rust poll results. We'll be right back. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six piece My Towels for only $29.98, or rejuvenate your bed with a My Pillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about My Pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. I wanted to get in here and uh, interrupt this great show by my great friend, Roger Stone. And uh, what we have is we have the best special ever, exclusive to Lindell TV, 
And that is, we have the, the everybody knows the towel sets, right? That's a six piece towel sets. If you go down to the radio podcast, we've got, um, we've got our, right there they are. He's $29.98, we're closing them out. We're closing out the towels. We have our new Shapir long stable, our new design on the right there. Those are, that we're, those are on sale too. But what the exclusive for, for uh, our listeners and anyone watching Roger's show here, uh, you get, there they are. We're closing these towels out. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're only, I believe there's three colors left, six piece towel sets. This is what I wanted to do to help out all our great hosts here. And uh, Roger's one of the best. So use the promo code STONE and you get it for $29.98 for a six pack set. Otherwise you call this number 800-858-0402. Use that promo code STONE. Uh, my operators are standing by, you're helping my pillow. You're helping yourself with these great products, and you and keep watching Roger's great show here on Lindell TV. Uh, right now, folks, uh, to celebrate Thanksgiving, we are offering free shipping uh, through uh, Tuesday the 28th. So please go to MyPillow.com right now. Use promo code STONE when you do, and you can save a bundle with free shipping on your entire order. Thanks to my friend Mike Lindell for pointing out some of the great specials now online. And as he said, it's a threefer. You support my pillow and the important work of Mike Lindell. You support Frank Speech TV, uh, FrankSpeech.com and Lindell TV. Uh, and yes, you support us here at the Stone Zone. So again, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code STONE for free shipping through November 28th. God bless you for your support. Uh, I'm Roger Stone. If you're just tuning in to the Stone Zone, we're here with Rich Barris, the people's pundit, uh, one of the men I respect the most when it comes to uh, parsing through not only all of the other public polls, but also uh, a pollster in his own right. Rich, welcome back to the Stone Zone. Please uh, tell us more about your uh, about your Rust Belt poll results, uh, and uh, the boys in the control room will put up the exhibits upon your direction. Well, we started with Pennsylvania, and I guess let's start with the primaries. We started with Pennsylvania. It is the Keystone State. It's appropriately named that, Roger. If you win it, you're likely on your way to the presidency. This is the uh, th this is the Republican presidential nomination. This is the primary in Pennsylvania, and I did this uh, largely to show people. You know, the side by side is a, a really good way to visualize how much of the slice of the pie that somebody has compared to others. And what a daunting task, because I really can't say this enough. This primary is over, Roger. Uh, if you look at who makes up a Republican uh, primary electorate, you have really two tracks. You have the non-college and the college tracks. All, uh, the, the Rust Belt obviously is, is an important region of the country, but generally... I mean, if you poll Pennsylvania, you, you look at the non-college vote, it's going to be very similar in Michigan, for instance, and other similarly demographic uh, states. Look at the share of the high school uh, non-college vote that President Trump has. He is into the 70s against everybody else. Why is that important? These voters are going to come out, unlike they, you know, unlike midterms when Republicans may have a difficult time getting these voters to the polls. They do and have come out for President Trump in the past. 
if you were going to try to piece together a coalition to defeat President Trump in a Republican primary, you must not only draw, you must make that margin smaller. That's number one. And then you have to win the other educational demographics. And right now, with the exception of the advanced degrees, people have uh, advanced degrees, master's degrees, postgraduates, with the exception of that, the president takes majorities of every single one of those demographics. And it, when, in Pennsylvania, it's a little bit less. He's at a strong plurality. But in a state like in a state like Michigan, he's actually even higher. But I put religion in there, actually, for you, Roger. And I've heard you talk about this before. I figured you'd find this interesting. Tell me, if he's winning this much of the Protestant vote in the Midwest and he's winning, you know, these large shares of the Catholic vote, where is the lane, folks? Where is the lane? And once a candidate begins to get two thirds, a supermajority of the conservative vote or roundabout near that, it's very difficult to beat him even in a fractured field. We, the, Truth be told, we've never seen leads like this in a Republican primary, not in the modern era. There has been some com you know, comparisons to George Bush in Iowa back in 99 and 2000. Uh, but also it, we, we have asked something that really does stand out uh, just to give people an idea of how different it is with President Trump. His voters are dug in like Alabama ticks. Uh, more than 70 percent of them now in some of these states, it's 80 percent say they cannot be persuaded to change their mind. If you rewound the clock and look at the polls from you know 99 to 2000 with George Bush, it was only 20 percent. And yet he still went on to win uh, to win the nomination. It was a little bit more of a, a, a haul, but his voters were not dug in like this. So it's a monstrous lead, Roger. It's a 50 point lead with, you know, basically three quarters of the vote, his vote saying they cannot be persuaded to change their mind. If, can we look up, uh, can we go to Michigan next? Because it really, you're going to see how similar, there it is. You're going to see how similar this is. He may be, um, you know, a little bit different here and there, but generally it's the same story, folks. And it doesn't much change when we apply a likely voter model, which is interesting. Likely voter models are impacting the general election result. And what is happening right now is really interesting. But in the Republican primary, that's not really the case. The president is dominant, whether or not we're talking about the overall registered voter population or we're talking about the more the more strict likely voter screen that is really looking to drill down and say, OK, who is coming out? There isn't that much of a difference, as you can see. Again, the high school, uh, high, no college uh, vote is 70% plus. Some college associate is a huge, huge sector of the electorate. That's not only true of a Republican primary. That's true of a general election now. That is a growing demographic. A lot of the people in 2016 who were no college, how now at least, have some some college or a two-year degree. Doesn't mean they're going to go any further, but it's because it's a very large share of the electorate. And again, very dominant there. All across urban areas, suburban areas, and rural areas. What's really interesting, and this is a theme that's really across all six states that we polled, and it's been a theme for a while. The new MAGA coalition is a coalition between rural America and the, those non-whites and younger voters that we were just talking about. Where are they going to present when we poll? And we well, where are they going to come from? How are we going to see them and identify them? They would be in urban areas, a lot of these voters. It's not just that you see Trump getting more of you know, black voters who may live in excerpts or metro suburbs and rural areas. Uh, so it's very interesting. I'm not saying that Republicans should forsake the suburbs, but I'm saying that you can afford to do a little bit 
a little bit weaker in the burbs, not a blowout, but a little bit weaker if you're drawing this kind of vote share. And when we see this kind of interest in a Republican primary in an urban area, it, folks, it's unprecedented. It's um, it, this it, this has not happened in my in my career. I don't know, Roger, maybe, you you know, years ago before the party left the silk stocking Republican Party, you know, maybe that, uh, you know, used to be the case, but no longer. And this is a big deal because it's not coming from traditionally Republican white voters. This is coming from disaffected non non white voters. Yeah, one that you made a very very key point, which is the intensity, the loyalty of Trump's voters. I mean, look, I worked in three presidential Massive. campaigns, Ronald Reagan, who was extraordinarily popular, uh, but that number still hovered uh, in the fifties, uh, which we thought was very good. You're telling me you're seeing a, a Trump loyalty factor in the 70s uh, and the 80s. Uh, that is really extraordinary. Uh, I think that the the entire narrative, uh, the counterintuitive narrative where these efforts uh, to utilize lawfare to go after him has built a huge uh, sympathy factor and a loyalty to the president that could never have been foreseen. Uh, people have forgotten there was a time immediately after the last uh, election uh, where Ron DeSantis actually led Donald Trump uh, in the Republican primary polls uh, in certain states and in certain surveys. Uh, and those days uh, are long ago. Uh, overall, yeah. uh, I agree with your analysis that this this nomination uh, phase uh, is over. Uh, do you, and this is just a question, it's an opinion. Do you think the Republican National Committee should cancel the next debate this because this seems to be a, an exercise in futility. Nobody on that stage in Alabama is going to be the Republican nominee for president. Not a prayer. No, they, 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 that's it's not going to happen. I, and again, you know, we, you brought up Steve Kornacki before you showed the clip of him. He's trying to explain to the viewers it, this isn't, you know, we keep hearing Nikki Haley surging or this one surging, that one surging. They're just trading votes on the lower tier. The lane is not big enough to be able to make a real go against Donald Trump. It's just not there. If Nikki Haley really was going to pose a threat to Donald Trump at all, and she doesn't, she posed a threat to Ron DeSantis's status as runner up. That's all. That's as far as she ever got. And she's not going to get further because she cannot break into, and you could see it with those those graphics with the demographics. She's not going to break into the the demographics that make up a Republican primary electorate. She's not going to get into self-described conservatives. She's doing very poor with Republicans. It's mostly independents, moderates, those who have advanced degrees. That's where she actually eclipses Ron DeSantis in two of the three states we've released so far. Um, you know, which is why he's he's in second. He's in third place uh, so far in in uh, one of the two states that we had up on the screen. He's not even in second place. Um, this is I do think that that last debate, actually, probably the last two hurt Republicans. It, the screaming over each other before Pence got out. It was unserious and it pushed some people back to Trump. And I'm going to tell you why we heard after that debate from voters I thought they were supposed to be the mature, serious ones. Their problem with Donald Trump has always been about style and, you know, that uh, he, he, everything is always, you know, he doesn't have any couth and he's crass, right? And he's just like a bull in a china shop. And then they go on a stage and act like that. It hurts the Republican brand. It does. And anyone who tries to objectively argue otherwise, 
is really just making a pitch for their own candidate. They're not being honest. They're not being intellectually honest with themselves or you. This is not particularly helpful. And believe me, Biden's wounded. And Biden's definitely one of the most vulnerable presidents in the modern era. But Democrats are going to move, you you know, they're going to move heaven and earth, Roger, to, to gather ballots for him. And Republicans are way behind on that. They cannot rely on Donald Trump forever to get votes in. They're going to have to build this infrastructure and build this identity themselves. And they're, they've not, they're not going to do it doing this. It's a waste uh, of time so and money. I noticed, both, I noticed in both of those slides, both in Michigan uh, and in Pennsylvania, uh, that there were no votes listed for former New Jersey governor uh, Chris Christie. Uh, is that because uh, he was not included in the questionnaire or is that because he just wasn't getting any votes? <laughs> It's so small, it doesn't do any good to put him up on the graph. He's on the questionnaire, but Vivek Ramaswamy is um, the only one who cracks 5% outside of the other two candidates. Uh, so we just don't put him on there. We actually <laughs> made a rule, Roger, on the tracker. If you go on bigdatapoll.com and scroll down a little bit where you find our trackers, the Republican nomination tracker, we, we made a rule that you have to score a certain percentage. Otherwise, we're going to remove them from the tracker. You'll, we'll still show you their results. But all it did was blur the colors on the bottom of the graph. It's, folks, that's called statistically insignificant. And that's where Chris Christie is outside of New Hampshire. He just is not a player. Yeah, it's the only He's thing not small about Chris Christie, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so did you examine uh, a general election ballot in these two states? Yeah, we did. If we could put up the map of Pennsylvania first, that would be great because this is something we started doing this year that is, um, I think, really helpful to people. If you go to Big Data Poll, you'll find the release of this poll. Or if you go to my locals page, peoplespundit.locals.com, you'll find it. What's cool about it, guys, is that you could click on it. And when you get to the map, hover over each one of those dots. Those are little triangles that mark a respondent from somewhere in Pennsylvania that we interviewed. It'll give you all of the details about that person, their vote history, what they said during the interview, their responses. And then obviously it just illustrates where people's support is coming from. Look at the Southeast and you'll see that there seems to be a lot more support for Donald Trump in the Southeast than there was before, uh, which is true. He's it, it, polling about five points better in Philadelphia, which doesn't sound a lot. But if a you know Republican candidate can get around 20 percent of the vote in Philadelphia, they're looking really good in our polling ahead of 2020. He was only at 15 percent, 16 percent. So he's polling much stronger there. And again, that's because of this new non-white uh, interest he's getting. And then the northeast is really the battleground part on the eastern part of the country uh, of the, the state. Uh, there's one ca uh, county there, Northampton, which is one of two bellwether counties, and we call them pivot counties. They they voted for Obama, but then voted for Trump. And it right to as of today, it very clearly looks like Donald Trump would carry Northampton. And then out west, there's Erie. Um, but again, it's the, the 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 tail here is the former president's strength in the Northeast, where Luzerne, Lackawanna, folks, Joe Biden's from this area of Pennsylvania, supposedly. Scranton, Joe Biden, remember? He was supposed to be a little bit of a danger to Trump because he could pull some of those voters that Trump took from Hillary in this part of the state. And, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater with what happened in 2020. There was no doubt there was some voters who said, I'll go back to Biden. I think he's a working class guy. They're gone now, Roger. They're back to Trump. 
Interesting in Pennsylvania, and by the way, this represents a four-point lead for Donald Trump. And with uh, likely voters, it's just a hair less, but it, it holds. Um, what's What was really, to me, what jumped right out at me and maybe is the most significant finding in this poll is we always ask people who they voted for and then who would they vote for now. Among 2020 voters, um, which, by the way, they told us they voted for Biden about 50 and a half to Trump's 47. That's very close to the real result. Uh, twice as many Biden voters than Trump voters told us they have changed their mind and they're voting for Donald Trump. So that's a big deal. That's not just new voters coming in and, and you know, pushing the, the, the race to Trump's column. This is vote from 2020 that said I voted for Biden and I screwed up. My life was better under Donald Trump. That is a very, very steep hill for the Biden team to climb. Roger, I don't know how you convince somebody after seeing four years of Donald Trump and now three years of Joe Biden. I don't know how you convince that person who has concluded that I have A and I have B to, to choose from. I should have stuck with A. And now I, I don't know how you change their mind. Some massive economic boom, maybe, which we know is not going to happen. I don't know. But it means that you know, it's, it's a really dire situation for Joe Biden at this point. Um, also, in areas out west, uh, Allegheny County, where Pittsburgh is, the Pittsburgh suburbs, uh, where a lot of the working class vote is, that Trump uh, was able to get them close to 40 percent both times uh, in Pennsylvania. It's now being met with some more of uh, the Pittsburgh non-white vote su support, which is pushing Donald Trump up to his targets already. So this early, if you're a Republican and at the end of the day, you get about 40 percent in Allegheny, you get close to 20 percent in Philadelphia. You're looking pretty good. Well, Trump is there already and Biden is way below his targets. And I, don't, I just don't know how he's going to get some of them back. Again, polls are a snapshot in time, but this is a very bad poll for Joe Biden. Very bad. Did you uh, I saw a piece in The New York Times about this the other day. Did you find in your polling uh, a substantial appetite for a, a third candidate? We did. Uh, we are not finding the levels that other people are finding, you know, 20 percent. When we asked generically, which is why some of the two party vote share in the polls that we were releasing, including that one, look a little low to people. They're like, why are they in the low 40s? Why are they in the mid 40s? Uh, because when we generically ask about another candidate or a third party, it's getting between 12 and 15 percent. But then as we move on and we actually ask people and we did, we asked first about Robert F. Kennedy running as an independent and then the five way that also had Jill Stein as a Green Party candidate and Cornell West as a another independent. Uh, it falls, which is pretty typical, pretty, you know, it's usual, especially as we get closer to the election, their vote support will most likely start to evaporate. And we already see signs that that's the case. The generic appetite is there. But then when we give them those options, the ultimate, well, I want to vote for some, I want to have an impact kicks in, you know, and that's ultimately always what the, the choice voters will face. And what's interesting with Trump and his diehard, diehard support is that Biden's vote just keeps getting chipped away. Um, in some areas, RFK hurts Trump. There's no doubt about it. But when the other two are on the ballot, Biden's vote continues to chip. And there comes a point where RFK takes something from Trump, but Trump's vote share just refuses to fall anymore. There's just a solid base for him. And that's why he's able to hold on even uh, you know, with, with a fractured field. But it, the appetite's there, but people aren't. Uh, you know, it, it was way too premature to call this another Ross Perot. Yeah, traditionally, uh, we know, looking at the only two major 
third forces in American politics in modern times, uh, George Wallace in 1968, Ross right. yeah. uh, Perot in both 1992 and 1996, uh, they always polled significantly higher six months before the campaign. Uh, as election day gets closer, voters begin to realize that, uh, that the third candidate is unlikely to win, uh, but that voting for them uh, begins to be seen as a wasted vote. Uh, even worse, in some cases, voting for them gets to be seen uh, as inadvertently advantaging uh, a, a candidate that they most specifically don't want to win. Uh, and therefore, yeah. you've traditionally seen uh, independents uh, or third party candidates level of support fade as Election Day gets closer. Uh, it's interesting that you tell me that a generic actually tests uh, stronger than some of the actual candidates. Uh, Rich Barris of the People's Pundit, we have to go to a commercial break here. We're going to do that. We're going to get back to talk about the general election uh, in the other state where you polled, which I believe was Michigan. Uh, and we will be right back. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98 or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bedsheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. I'm excited to announce that you've all made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set. Queens, $35, Fulls, $29, and twin size, just $25. I'm interrupted this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets and because of this i've been able to add more color sizes and even prints and they're still at closeout prices so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my king size only 39 dollars a set queens 35 dollars full $29 and twin size just $25. Order now. Once they're gone, they're gone for good. This is Roger Stone. You know, Winston Churchill loved a good cigar. So did Jack Kennedy, Mark Twain, and other notables. Whether you're an occasional cigar smoker or a regular cigar smoker, you need to know about My Patriot Cigars. These are premium handmade cigars out of Nicaragua made with 100% long filler tobacco aged at least three years to give you the best possible smoke. Go to mypatriotcigars.com and use promo code STONE and you get 15% off. 
There's also free shipping for orders over $100. Every box of cigars comes with a $10 e-gift card for your next purchase. Yes, it's a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and don't forget to use the promo code STONE. There it is, folks, MyPatriotCigars.com. And now we have a special holiday special uh, where if you use promo code STONE, it is 25% off. These are premium long-leaf Nicaraguan cigars. They come in four different flavors uh, for every palate, uh, four different strengths. Uh, please check these out because trust me, folks, the price uh, is right. Whether you're a daily cigar smoker or an occasional cigar smoker, you're going to love MyPatriotCigars.com. Check it out. All right, I'm Roger Stone. We're back with Rich Barris, uh, the People's Pundit, uh, and his big data poll. Specifically, uh, he's just conducted uh, a series of polls in the Rust Belt uh, with very, very large samples, larger than one might normally use, to get a higher degree of accuracy. One quick question about Pennsylvania before we move on. I couldn't actually see in that graphic what is the general election head-to-head between uh, Biden and Trump? Right now, uh, we did the head-to-head, which is uh, Trump up by four, which is, uh, with the, among likely voters, it's 43-39, and with the an- another candidate getting about 14%. And again, that falls to nine when we go to actually ask about J- uh, RFK. So they say another candidate, 14%, but when we give them another candidate, he only gets nine. And interestingly, Biden and Trump's shares actually rise the more candidates, uh, well, with, with the addition of him, and then they fall again. Among likely voters, it's 3.7, uh, falls a little bit because it's about four on the dot uh, <clears throat> among registered voters, which by the way, real quick, I just got to say, um, the unlikely voter, Roger, the low propensity voter, and even adults who aren't registered to vote are much more in favor of the former president than the voting electorate. So for the first time in my lifetime, there's a gold mine of voters out for Republicans, not Democrats. And the higher the turnout, the better it would be for Republicans. And yet Republicans are holding these debates instead of registering these people to vote, instead of making sure that those low propensity voters are excited and ready to vote, know how to vote, know when to vote, um, know who to vote for in a general election. And it's counterproductive, is my point. Uh, That's an excellent point, uh, which uh, I, I had not focused on, but the less likely voter is more likely a Trump supporter. Uh, and therefore, yeah. Republican National Committee, uh, which, by the way, has no lack of money, folks, none whatsoever. They should be spending their money on that and not on these frivolous debates, which candidly at this juncture, I agree with uh, what you just said, largely a waste of time. All right. Let's look at the other big state that you polled in your Rust Belt poll. Yeah, so this is Michigan, the Wolverine state, right? And we always call them for people to know. We always call them by their nicknames. Uh, Roger, this one stunned me. I've polled Michigan correctly for two election cycles. And so to the, the only time we've been public was for the last two. I've never, you know, Biden had a two point lead in 2020. Um, in the final poll in 2016, it was a one point lead. Point being, this is a very close state. It's never uh, more than three. I believe at one point earlier on, I think one uh, someone's lead had expanded to three. 
Point being, we we just don't have these large leads in Michigan like other pollsters may. And I, when I saw um, the Detroit Free Press come out with a five point lead for the pre- for the former president, I, my eyebrow went went up in the air, and I was a little skeptical. But here we are, and we have a five point lead for the president in the head to head. It's three points when everyone is in the race. Uh, but again, the president's support stops at 40 percent with the entrance of additional candidates. It doesn't it does not fall below 40 while Biden's falls to 37 with the other three candidates in the race. Um, what I think, too, is there's some themes that are common in Pennsylvania. They're common in Ohio. But in Michigan, there's a real there's a very real formula to win Michigan. And this is the formula Ronald Reagan put together. This is the formula that Donald Trump put together when he became the first president, Republican presidential candidate to carry uh, the Wolverine state since Ronald. uh, Well, since Herbert Walker Bush in 88, you have got to win Macomb County and Monroe counties by a large enough margin that what you net out of there essentially wipes out uh then the gain that democrats are going to get in oakland county they're going to net a couple hundred thousand votes and you have to do well enough in macomb which is the home of the reagan democrat to be able to counter that and then you use the rest of the conservative uh parts of the state the upper peninsula uh outside of marquette right and you offset wayne county which is where detroit is and republicans get thumped donald trump's putting together a different kind of equation here this year he is doing well enough in Monroe. He's doing well enough in Macomb. In fact, he is running substantially further ahead in, in both of them than he was in 2020 and 2016. We're talking about 20-point leads, Roger. He won Macomb by 12, and everyone was ecstatic. Uh, th- this is now closer to 20, which is just enormous. Uh, and then he's also slicing off the margin that Biden had in Oakland. There are some people, I think, that gave Biden a chance And now that Biden isn't performing, and these are more educated whites, many of them, and now that Biden isn't performing, they're either going to somebody else, they're undecided, or they're going back to Donald Trump. And so Donald Trump is at a level in Oakland County right now where he was in 2020 without even adding any other votes, and Biden has declined. So that's a a positive development for him. But again, Wayne County, which is the stronghold uh, where Detroit is for Democrats, Trump is already outperforming what he did there in 2020, and that comes from the non-white shift. In our final 20 poll in Michigan, Donald Trump's black support was 11%. He got about 8%. That's all he got. Right now, he's pushing north of 20% in the state of Michigan. That is across the board. We're seeing it in Pennsylvania. We're seeing it in Ohio. Uh, That's going to play out in those types of areas. So the real story of this poll is how well Donald Trump, the gains he's made in the Southeast, they're extraordinary. I'm mean, Roger. It wasn't like this when he won the state. I mean, it, it. This is a different ball game. So right now, again, another state where Biden is a lot of trouble. It's to the point where even if those undecideds break for Biden, uh, they would have to break it an unreasonable amount to close that gap. It's just, it's not going to happen. It wouldn't happen if the election was today. It wouldn't happen. Uh, so give us uh, some kind of a sneak preview. Uh, on where your Rust Rust Belt poll is going next. It's going to Ohio next, where I'll just tell everybody right now, um, we've been showing the shifts, how, you know, what was our final poll in 20 versus where we are now. And in Ohio, I thought, well, he won the state by, you know, he wins it by eight, 10, you know, to 10, depending on the year. 
uh, it can't shift that much more. But Biden's approval is in the 30s, and I mean significantly in the 30s, and the president is still has his loyal support. So that's going to be a double-digit lead. I, 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 again, I, I assumed you know he would be running away with Ohio, but every time, everywhere we look, it doesn't matter if it's Ohio, Minnesota, we are seeing that swing that everybody is measuring nationally and all the polls are, you know, that of coming out, whether it's NBC, Morning Consult, whomever it may be. Everybody's seeing those swings nationally. But now we're just starting to see what that means for the battleground states. And in Minnesota, where we're going to go after that, that's that is the biggest swing we've measured yet. In 2016, that state was really close. There was some third party candidates on the ballot. They didn't like Hillary Clinton all that much. And it was a two point race. And we knew it would be a two point race. But in 20, we actually had Biden up by 10. He won by seven. So, you know, we overstated him a little bit. But Roger, it's very close in Minnesota. Biden's lead is statistically insignificant. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I want to thank my guest, Rich Barris, the People's Bundant. Uh, in his big data poll. Rich, I want you to come back next week and talk to us about uh, the next couple states. I want to thank you again for joining Will us do. today the Stone Zone. God bless you and Godspeed. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98 or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. I'm excited to announce that you've all made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set. Queens, $35, Foles, $29, and twin size, just $25. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets and because of this i've been able to add more colors sizes and even prints and they're still at closeout prices so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my king size only 39 dollars a set queens 35 dollars full $29 and twin size just $25. Order now. Once they're gone, they're gone for good. My towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. 
This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com